Well, hey, welcome back to another Mid-Mitten Gaming Podcast. I think this is episode 6, is that right? Return of the Sith, yes. Oh, okay. We made that joke. Alright. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I'm Jeff, or GM Jeff, uh, and I'm one of your co-hosts. And our other co-host over here is Borum. You're gonna confuse people. Give me a new name every week. Yeah, why not? It's uh, juice there. So, welcome back. And uh, today we're gonna be talking about Bushido. Which is a pretty exciting miniature game. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit, though. First, I think we have some uh, hobby updates. Oh, we're also we're also gonna talk about uh, the December fourth drawing. Uh, for the Grular free band and the other mini. Uh, so Jacob, where where are you at with uh, hobby progress this week? Yes, I've actually got a lot more to report. No more orcs currently. I still need to work on them from the extra life challenge. So I've based them all the way. Did get a little bit of painting, but not much. But I was able to uh, paint up some free blades models. The one for the Secret Santa, done by the Free Blades players, uh, uh, Kevin and uh, his brother Irvin. They head that up, and they're doing an awesome job. It's just really fun. Secret Santa, how it works is uh, basically you get a name of a person and a model faction they would like, and you make, paint a model from it, and you send it out to them, and they do the same for someone else. Uh, so it's really cool. I've enjoyed doing the one I did. I hope the person that gets it really really likes it. I think so, but I, I'm, I sent in the pictures tonight, so I'll be shipping that out soon. And then um, yeah, Jeff, and it, he and it's I, just do your do your best, right? That's kind of the yeah so, yeah. I learned I I I got to practice some stuff with it, which is good. Cool. But um, and then the other thing I got to do was uh, I converted a thresher. Uh, Jeff released the challenge for uh, free blades as well. Uh, basically, you roll on this chart. It's really cool, uh, and it you randomly get a theme and a color. And I got spooky and green. So I did a object source lighting OSL um, lantern attached to a thresher's a staff, essentially, and did kind of like a horror picture where a cantor's head was found in the dirt, and he's kind of walking in the field at night and runs into it kind of thing. It's really fun. I enjoy doing that a lot. Uh, and how about yourself, Jeff? Yeah. Um, and for those of you wondering, a thresher is exactly what it sounds like. It's a guy who threshes uh, wheat, but he's been wheat. recruited into a free band. So he goes out with his uh, staff to beat up people instead of threshing wheat. Beat thresh, the wheat. <laughs> thresh some noobs. Um, yeah, for me, let's see. Uh... I finished our the Secret Santa model. It's been painted uh, for a while, <laughs> but I needed to base it. So I got that based. That's good. And painted up. Pretty excited about how it came out. I don't know. Uh, hopefully the person who got it enjoys how it came out as well. Do you? Do you enjoy it? <laughs> oh, me? Whatever do you mean? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, I may have accidentally seen it sort of not accidentally i don't know i went to jeff's house and it's pretty hard hiding that stuff but yes it's pretty awesome Slash, um, i showed it to you not to toot his own horn there but you know he uh 
he did really well. He even made it custom to the theme I've been doing, which is the yellow roses, and uh, it looks pretty pretty epic. So I'm very excited to be able to play it again in person and show it off to people. Yep, we're yep we uh, here's the gaming in person for sure. Well, yeah, so we got I got that guy done. I worked a little bit more on the Tau. Not a lot more, just a little bit more. I'm I'm just slowly taking it slow on them. Um, a lot of green to paint there. And my brush is frustrating. It's not up. So, anyway, I got them done. I got some work done on uh some other stuff. And yeah, so the with the painting challenge that I'm doing for uh our local Freeblades group here, I was, did not know how to paint a particular model. Kevin Armitage is uh, his model, Kevlor. I had no idea how to paint him. And so I just rolled dice. And I, this is shamelessly stolen from Goobertown Hobbies and his Season 3 mini roulette, painting roulette thing. And so I rolled dice off of the chart that he came up with. Had a blast painting it. I got purple and spooky. You can uh, check out our Discord, the uh, painting showcase, to see what I came up with. And, um, yeah, I just had a blast with that. Man, so much fun. So then I decided to offer it to uh, everybody in Michigan who plays Freeblades and see if they want to get involved. And so far, we have a, we have a pretty good uh, number of people showing up. So that's exciting. So, Jacob, how uh, we're, we're talking about Bushido. Um, what is uh, what is Bushido? Yeah, so Bushido is a fantasy skirmish miniature game. Yeah, you guessed it again. <laughs> uh, we really like those. So. Made by uh, GT or GCT Studios. They're based out of the UK, and uh, it's an awesome, for lack of a better term, Oriental themed fantasy skirmish game. So very a lot of Chinese, Japanese, uh, Asian elements are taken into the game. Um, in the models, um, but, but like they're they're kind of fantasy elements, right? Specifically, yeah, they use a lot like of their lore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the kami are a big one, you know, or the kappa, or yeah, I think it's kappa is how you say it. Little like water spirit or something, you know. And then oni, oni are in there. Yeah, oni goblins. I think they're bakimono is what they're really called, but very cool. Yeah, it's a is yeah, this so, a beer and pretzels game or kind of a tighter rule set? Uh, I would say more tight rule set. Um, it's a D6 system, and uh, it's definitely got a tighter rule set. I don't think it's quite as intricate as Freeblades, but it can be. I don't, I don't know. We haven't explored it enough to really find that, but I, I find more and more as I play it, there's a lot of interaction with it. Um, My experience that, is it's a yeah. much higher synergy level than Freeblades. Where, like, you want this mm -hmm. model to work with that model in that way, and then they do this, and then, boom, there's your combo. Yeah, similar to how War Machine functions a little bit, I believe, where it's like you're making theme lists and stuff. That's a big part of Bushido, though you can make whatever you want and kind of throw it together. The themes really do assist heavily. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember you brought a theme that summoned a bunch of goblins to the field, and I was like, oh my gosh, where are they coming from? <laughs> Just yeah, I think I did it wrong too, but yeah, so um, that explains it. Yeah, I uh, we got into the game. I um, it was during the beginning of COVID, and I was feeling pretty down as far as hobbies go. 
there was no hobby gaming going on of any time kind. I really didn't enjoy the online option. Still don't enjoy them a whole lot. But um, and I was just kind of looking at you know, <laughs> spent most of my hobby time just browsing different hobby games. So I um, found Bushido. Um, we we kind of talked about it already. Our friend Scott had mentioned wanting to play it, and then I kind of heard it from uh, our friend Ian and saw some demos and tournament stuff going on at um, uh, Adepticon. And I, I saw a dragon from a distance. I was like, oh, that's a really sweet model. And I asked them what game they were playing, and they said Bushido. So ever since then, I've been kind of interested in it. Um, but I ended up we picking up the two-player starter box, and uh, or actually... No, I just Jeff I, did, yeah. I uh, it was very much a uh, spontaneous buy or whatever. Yeah, where, uh, yeah. I was like, okay, I'll buy that. Boop. Yeah, Jeff and me kind of rotate on that kind of stuff sometimes, I, but yeah, you um, bought you bought the Exodus two-player stuff. Yep. Um, but yeah, so Jeff got it. We started playing. I did a little research in it and kind of headed it up and I uh, I really enjoyed the system. I enjoyed the models a lot. They're really fun characters to paint, um, which is really enjoyable. And and the system itself, um, it has this unique thing to it where um, I don't know what the terminology would be, Jeff, but it's like a blind rolling, yeah, is that right? A, yeah, it's kind of like a bl- it's a blind is what I would that's what I would call it. You like you get attack and defense dice, and you have this pool. So let's say your pool is like four dice. You get to choose how many go into attack and how many go into defense, but it's blind. Like So your opponent does not know how many you're putting into what. They know what your pool is, so they know you got five dice that you'll be throwing at them or whatever. But they don't know where it's at. And then from there, you're going to roll those dice, and uh, when you get, like, you compare them kind of like a head-to-head challenge. In some other games, so whoever gets the highest number kind of wins. That's wrong. That's not how that. That's not, yeah. that's not how that works. <laughs> so that, no. yeah, so you take your highest number of the. So when you compare your attack dice, you're going against your opponent's defense dice, and remember you've blinded all of that, so you you don't know how many they put into defense or whatever, and so you're going to take your highest number die. And then anything other than any of the other attack dice you rolled, let's say you got a five and three threes. Just for the five is one is is five, and then each three gives an extra point to the five. So you you ended up with an eight there, and you compare that to your opponent's defense. He rolled a four and a two, so the four is. Uh, four and the two is one added to that. So it's any number you take your highest, and then any other number just adds one to it, except for ones. Ones, ones make you sad. Yeah, and I think anything. unless you're monks, but I think that um, the max you can do in a dice pool is three attack or defense. So you could have six dice, but you have to allocate differently, if I remember right. Cool. But either way, though, but yeah. Oh, no, so, you can roll them. No, you can roll them all, but you can only count your three highest. That's right, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that just gives you a higher probability of getting that coveted yeah. six. But basically, you take that number you get, and you minus it from their defensive number, and whatever that is is your success level. They have a nice little handy chart. You look at the success level. Let's say you did four, um, and then you roll your damage. And then you look on the damage chart based on your success, and it tells you how many wounds you do. And so it's it's a really just kind of unique system. It makes it where 
Yeah, you gotta you gotta really pry into your opponent's mind, so to speak. There's a couple times Jeff threw me off. A couple times I was able to catch on, and you know you can announce skills that cost zero, like a push defense is one Jeff did a ton, and it didn't cost him anything, so he'd do it all the time. Well, he wouldn't always roll any defensive dice sometimes, <laughs> and he'd really throw me off. I'm like trying to guess what he'd roll, and so that's really enjoyable because you announce it at the same time, kind of like revealing your trap card. You know? Yeah, you're, yeah, your models have different like skills or feats. Uh, I think they're called feats in this game, and so you can you tell your opponent, and there's an order to it all. You know, you tell your opponent uh, which feat you're going to use, and you can either you can only use one attack or defensive feat. So, like, if I'm going to do push defense, I can't then also do critical attack. I have to choose which one I'm going to do, and I tell my opponent which one I'm going to do for the attack. And so they know that if I succeed with my defense, I'm going to push him one inch away from me. And that's what I'm going to do. So it's it's pretty interesting, I think. Yeah, and one thing I enjoyed too when I was doing research into it is the play area. Um, it's actually a lot smaller skirmish game than uh, yeah, a lot of the ones in the four, market. Right? Um, six by four, no. Uh, it's two foot by two foot, so it's just a small... 24-inch by 24-inch playing area. Uh, the terrain is very fluid in that it doesn't have a whole lot of in-game mechanics, but it's more for aesthetics. It's 2D or terrain. Yeah, it's kind of it's yeah. like War Machine in that way, where War Machine, everything's really 2D, you know? Uh, like, yeah. you just tell people how tall the hill is, and it doesn't need to actually be that tall. Or you throw down yeah. the mat, and this is now woods. Even but uh, trees. yeah, it was it. It was pretty decent, and as far as getting into the game goes, other than the fact that it's in the UK, uh, if you're ordering direct, um, it's actually pretty cost efficient too. A starter set's anywhere average price, I think, like forty to fifty, and that starter set honestly gets you extremely close to a tournament level um, game. Uh, they do their yeah list. They do their list based on rice cost, so. Um, I think a uh, regular starting set is 60 rice and 100... 70 rice for a starter. 70. And a, and 100 is tournament. So uh, sometimes you can get one model. It, it can vary by region as far as the tournament goes, but that's that's what I've read as average. But um, So yeah, you can get one model and it'd be like 20-something rice. So you can be almost all the way there, and then you can throw some item cards in there or something. They have various themes, item cards, event cards, um, special cards that just do different things and interact with the game. That all, Most of them, not the themes, but pretty much anything else costs rice. The upgrades yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I will say, too, the factions I feel like are pretty varied. I've enjoyed them a lot. Um, I currently started with Ito Clan, which is kind of like these Naga Snake... Poison, poison using people. samurai dudes, a little less heavy armor. And then I picked up after that uh, the Silver Moon Syndicate, which is like a mafia, basically. My favorite models by far in them are the Buto, which are the giant sumo enforcers. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I've enjoyed them a lot. They can do a ton of stuff, and I've enjoyed using the animals with them. They, yeah, they have some really funky things that I, I really like. They're kind of a... Unique army for sure, but um, I hate this little... dogs so much. Yeah, <laughs> Jeff hates the dogs a lot, but um, but yeah, I've I've enjoyed it, and we we had a lot of fun playing it through COVID because um, it was quick, easy. There, once you get the hang of it, I I'd, I'd say the games are probably 
you can wrap them up pretty quick if you play like a 50, 60 point or 70 point game. 70, um, 70 point games go pretty quick and they're a lot of fun. Like I've enjoyed 70 points or 70 rice quite a bit. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I, I started with, uh, so the two player starter set comes with your rule book, your tokens and stuff. And then, uh, it comes with three models for it's 40 rice a piece for the two player starter set comes with Ito and Ryu. And uh, the clans, the different clans or whatever, um, they correspond very closely with uh, L5R, Legend of the Five Rings, if you're a fan of that. So I, I did Ryu. I don't, I'm not a fan of L5R. I've just, this is what's been told to me. Um, but uh, I did Ryu. They're kind of like the goody two-shoes, imperial human type faction. And they were they were pretty interest they're interesting. I still have them here at the house. Um, they're kind of fun. I don't I don't know that I like them a whole lot. They're like heavy armor samurais, but uh, then there's another monk type faction that's like uh, oh it's Temple of Rokan and they are kind of like the Airbenders like from Avatar and. I play. I bought their starter set, played them a bit, really enjoyed them. A buddy of mine also wanted them, sold those to him. So, uh, and now I'm I'm looking at getting back into them. So I got three of them sitting over there on the uh, painting table, longing paint. I got three, three of the monks over there. Yeah, I think with Ryu, um, they just don't match Jeff's play style as much. Yeah, there yeah. Were some There's some things we didn't know about the game, too, when we first started. Um, I guess, you know, it's a good time to give their starter set a little bit of review. I will say, there's the, you know, we talked about earlier, there's things called themes in the game, and those themes kind of give you extra abilities or, or things for your faction or force that you're using your little army. And, um, you know, for Ryu, I feel like it's a lot more restrictive than the Edo one. Uh, so that'd be kind of a downside. Well, um, and we didn't really know, understand what the Ryu one did. The Ito one was pretty straightforward. Put poison on people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this you is know. very true. And so there's that. Um, but in, in the end, like, uh, there's also a synergy thing that's pretty important for the game. So you can add models. You can run themeless if you want and have whatever you want in your list from the faction. But um, there, there, the issue is, like, the game does somewhat rely on synergy. And so I picked up models I thought were cool, and I didn't really want to, like, pay attention to what models I was picking up. I was just trying to collect. And so, anyway, I did that. Unfortunately, I don't have any synergy in my Ryu <laughs> list right now. And that's a little... Uh, it's a little frustrating to me when we play. I have good models. Like, the models I have are really solid. Like, uh, I think her name is... Uh, no, I can't remember what her name is. I want to see, say, Mikasa, but that, or Mikasa, but that's, uh, that's Attack on Titan. Anyway, that's Spanish for my house. It's also my house. Uh, but there's, there's, I have one uh, gal, and she shoots fire at people. And I, awesome awesome model and really good looking model and then also really fun to play with she does not synergize well with my melee people uh you know because it's a little harder to shoot into melee than it is now against your buto she did great though 
Until, yeah, because they're that little dinky things. They're a horde army compared to the more like big tubby dudes I'll play with the syndicate. Yep. So, oh, I didn't. I said E2. I meant syndicate. Yeah. Your big guys are still. Yeah, the Ito's kind of become a second clan now. The the uh, syndicates become my favorite now. Well, you played Bakimono for a little bit there, and then sold them off to a buddy. Yeah, but uh, overall, you know, if you're looking for an even smaller fantasy skirmish game than average, uh, I think at most uh, Bakimono, which is part of the Savage Wave Army, and then Cult of Yuri, I think those are the main armies in which you can have a lot of hordes, as they call them, which is a large group of, you know, models on the field. And even then, I... You can do it with Ryu, too, if you do the... Oh, right. Uh, But either way, I think you're looking at... um, I think a twelve model average or less for that's for big ones. Oof. <laughs> that's a lot maybe, of models. maybe less. I don't know. I my I mean like my hundred syndicate list is like what seven models? I think it's two dogs, four buto or something like that, and a guy. I don't I don't remember. I don't even think it's that many. I think it might be. The dogs are pretty cheap, but other than the dogs, I think I have like four other models. Or five other models. It's it's pretty short. It's small, so you know you can do a little research if uh, if the size thing is a big deal for you. But for the most part, I think the cult of Yuri they have like a summoning list that has a lot, and the Bakimono have a list they summon a bunch of stuff. But you're not usually seeing them all on the field because those abilities they don't start out the game that way. It's usually you have to summon them or they have to be reincarnated or uh, not re- or some kind of weird game effect that, that they yep. just don't start out there. So, um, and the play area is really great. I actually built my first gaming board with for Bushido uh, for any game. And uh, it was fun. I was able to just go to the hardware store, pick up some really easy stuff, found a, t- found a guy online that kind of inspired me on the Bushido uh, page and um, made a board real easy. And it's easy, a little bit heavy, but it's easy to carry around, easy to take places and play really easily. So that's nice. Yeah, I went all in and bought a huge uh, pagoda. It's a little too big for like a typical Bushido map. And uh, bought some bridges and got some token sets for different uh, shrines and stuff. The other cool thing about this game is, I mentioned the shrines there, is uh, the way that you win I think is really, really interesting. We played wrong the first couple of games that we played. Uh, but there are three victory points available in any game that you play. There's going to be scenario points that you can get along the way. And then at certain points in the game, so usually at the end of, what is it, three, no, at the end of turn two, turn four, and turn six, generally speaking, you're going to, whoever has the most scenario points is going to win a victory point. This is just generally speaking. And so you can get wiped off the table, have no models left, game ends immediately. As soon as your last model is gone, game ends. And if you have more victory points than your opponent, even though you've been wiped out, you win. And so uh, it, it's a really interesting game. There's a lot of like really back and forth with that. I think it's really cool. And then there's the uh, the different... like ways that you score is like an idol that you pray at and it turns towards you and then your opponent comes up and can pray and have it turn back to neutral and if they pray again it turns towards them and you know that's one way or zones of control 
So little, little uh, four-inch uh, circles on the ground, and you got to have the highest rice cost model and the most models or something like that in that zone to win. Uh, or the most, not, I think it's the most models. Most models and highest rice. Value amongst those models, right? Yeah, so if you tied for most models, it's highest, I think. I think it's highest value, and if you're tied, it goes to most. As you can we, we tell, we're a little a bit new to the game still. Yeah, yeah. but it's <laughs> we're really very cool. new to it. But uh... you know, I was talking about push defense or the the buto those sumos that uh, the syndicate use can like throw people or push people out of those zones, and so that's that makes it a yeah. really interesting game. So it's not about murdering your opponent like I was doing in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Or like even the samurai the. Ryu, they can just flat out have this critical strike ability that just insta kills things as well. <laughs> yeah, it's it doesn't trigger very often. You have to roll doubles on two d six, but uh, when it does trigger, it feels bad because you take this full like ten or twelve wound model and they're dead now because I hit you once. In one hit. Yeah, it's kind of very epic anime style finishing samurai move. <laughs> Inijutsu strike, something like that. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So, if you're looking for a great fantasy skirmish game, it's definitely something to look into, and uh, it's it's really enjoyable. Yeah, we I've enjoyed it a lot, and it's a very different theme than like your typical fantasy setting because you know it's it's in the Orient. So, like that a lot. The Jawar Isles. Yep. Well, cool. Um, you wanna talk briefly? About about December 4th and what's going on that day? Yes. Um, so on December 4th, we're going to do um, the last two drawings for the Extra Life Challenge, uh, which we originally started with. Um, we are going to be doing the giveaway for the uh, Grular starter and then the random model from a faction of your choice um, for uh, painted up by Jeff. Uh, we're really excited about it. We uh, wanted to give people time to kind of be able to share the post, like it, and um, so we've decided to do the um, the next drawing on, on the 4th. Uh, with that, we'll probably have a short episode that day as well. may just be a post as well. I'm, I'm not really sure, but um, yeah, we're, we're really excited about it, excited for the interaction we've got so far. Thank you guys for liking everything. Uh, we hope you liked the Extra Life Challenge. We plan on doing stuff like that again in the future, and uh, it's been just been really, really a good time. Uh, we've been really enjoying the podcast, really getting this content out to you guys, and we, we thank you. Yeah, thanks so much. And then, you know, if you want to, let's have you guys help us help you. If you shared uh, our post, or one of our, those three episodes that we did for the Extra Life Challenge there, if you shared one of those three, go ahead and tag Midmitten Gaming in it, and... Uh, that way, we don't want to miss you if you have shared it, and so go ahead and tag us in your uh, in your posts um, where you have shared those. That way, we don't you know want to make sure we get you in the drawing. Yeah, definitely, and that would that help us out a lot with the tracking as well. So we appreciate you guys doing that. Um, with that too, uh, Jeff, uh, what are we going to be talking about over the next couple episodes after this? I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. We we might You're fired. We, no, yeah, mistakes. thanks. I'm the content design, I guess. Um I think <laughs> I think uh if if you guys have something that you want to hear us talk about, go ahead and just message us and 
you know, we can we can chat up about uh, any of these games. If you want to hear more about one of these games, we can do some in-depth uh, factioning on one of these games and, and talk about uh, how to get into it and what, what the uh, different factions are like or do, and we can do some series yeah. on that. We had, we had talked about doing it for Free Blades. We may still be doing that. Uh, Free Blades is a lot of our wheelhouse right now. That's kind of our main game. So Jeff yep. is the quester for him. So uh, we and DGS Games is an awesome company. So we just focus on them a lot. You probably hear us mention them almost every other episode. But it's just because they are that they are that awesome. You know, yeah, the they are pretty, pretty cool. cool too. So yeah. and the game's a blast. So I mean, maybe unless you guys uh, say otherwise, like I would love to do uh, a faction thing. We're, we won't do Exodus because our our friend Ian over at uh, Michigan Marshalls is walking through different posse boxes there. So, um, but if you want to hear about the different factions for Free Blades or um, what's this other one we just talked about, Bushido, Bushido, or if you just want us to chat about some D and D stories or whatever, or uh, do our top ten board games. Um, let us know and and we'll we'll do that. If if we don't hear from you, we will probably start in on some free blades faction. And talk about those. Yeah, we definitely plan on doing that in the future, no matter what. So that will be a thing. And around uh, January, we'll have a massive dump of episodes coming. January or February, we'll start to dump some episodes that are. A little longer, and kind of a little surprise, a little treat for you guys. So there's something to look forward to for the 2021 better things, right? Yeah, and uh, we'll talk about that more as time gets close. But we're excited. I think it's something you guys will really enjoy, and um, we're uh, we're excited to do it too. I think so. I I mean, one one way, what whatever we end up doing for that, I'm I'm pretty stoked about it. So. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening in, and we uh, we hope you enjoy it. Don't forget, like Jeff said, if you've uh, shared the post, to go back and uh, tag Midmitten Gaming there on Facebook so that we can just track you easily. And uh, if you haven't, go in, like, share the post, and tag us in it. We'd love to to ha- have you do that, and uh, we'll be doing the drawing December fourth. So. All right, and that's episodes two through four. Have a happy night. Yep. And happy Black Friday. <laughs> DGS is also having a sale. If you spend forty dollars, you get X amount off. It's a great way to get involved. With it. Okay, bye. Shameless plug. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. All right, bye. <laughs>